Buffs Nation. All right, what's going on? Welcome back into the Buffs Nation podcast. It, it's amazing. After National Signing Day, there's actually really good news in Boulder. It's been a long time since that's been the case. So since the last time we talked, there's a lot to go over. We're going to talk about National Recruiting Day, this new roster, this new coaching staff, the exciting tone and, and feeling right now in Boulder. It's awesome what's happening with this uh, CU football team. And if you think about it, the last couple of years... It's been dragging on this podcast. We've been manufacturing the excitement, the happiness, and the joy. That's all gone. I mean, it is real what's happening now. Uh, I'm Tyler. He's Jared to my right. Jared, what's happening? What's up, fellas? Uh, we're back. We're back. We're we, back. Uh, Ryan, producer Ryan, how are you? We coming. <laughs> we, we, we definitely, we coming this year, uh, and hopefully many years to come. See you, the 30th overall composite ranking, fifth in the country in the transfer rankings, and a, a total overall score of 21st in the nation. Now, off the top of my head, I don't have the exact uh, numbers, but I believe this is the best class in 17 years? Since 08. Since I can't 08. do math. So. Uh, the, uh, so a little less than that. Uh, the most states ever rec- recruited in CU history, okay, going back into history, and right now bringing in five-star transfer Travis Hunter, uh, five-star Cormani McLean, both cornerbacks. I think we should just start there when we start talking about players. But before we actually get to the roster, everything like that, let's just talk the feeling around this team because it's exciting. I mean, have you guys watched the YouTubes? Have you guys seen the... Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a little too old for that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, Jared, Jared is the get off my lawn I, around no, here. But you know what, man? It, it's it's fun. You just you can't help but the, the excitement. You know, you're scrolling through Twitter. You see these things coming up, and you just you feel it. We, we got to get Jared it. set up with uh, the YouTube app on your TV. Like, do you have a smart TV? I do. Yeah, we're going to have to get you. My the, TV is actually smarter than me. Well, I, that's not surprising anyone. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to get you. It's really easy. And then you can start watching this stuff. So, uh, uh his son, Deion Sanders Jr., does all of it. Okay. At least for it's called Well Off Media. That's the one you should be following. Like, there's a lot of they all have their own, but Well Off Media. Yeah, and I is, follow uh, all of them on Twitter, so I do get a chance to see them at least there. Oh, they okay. post every day, yeah. and yeah. you get to see what's going on in the program. This behind the scenes. I mean, this new coach Mo, the strength and conditioning coach. I'm really impressed by him. He seems to know what's you know really know his stuff. This whole staff. That's one thing that you got to give it up to to to, to Deion putting the staff around him. And if there's be- I've heard good, I've heard bad, and we're going to talk about it a lot today, but the, the one kind of negative that I've heard about this whole thing is, have we seen Dion coach? Can he Isn't really it coach? Amazing? Can he? When, when, when Dion first signs here, it's like, well, he's not going to be able to get the players to go to CU. He's not going to be able to recruit on that level. The Wrong. NIL money's not there. Nobody's going to follow him. Check that one out. Like, well, we don't know if he can coach at thing. this level. It, it, there be people who say, we haven't seen him do it before. It's like, okay, well, first of all, we have seen him do it, just not at, at the level everyone else wants to see. And if I'm going to bet on what to expect and, and what to project for this year and, and next year, he's doing all the right things. He's putting together amazing staff around him. I mean, the offensive coordinator used to be a head coach. We got several ex-head coaches on this staff. Yeah, got, de- defensive coordinator Charles, Charles Kelly was the number one recruiter in the country this last year, coming from Alabama. Now that's kind of helping Alabama get to where they were, but the number one recruiter in the country, look, big-time coaching we, staff. We've seen coaches come into programs, and it hasn't gone well for a lot of reasons. Dion doesn't have, though, I feel like I shouldn't even call him Dion. Coach Prime, right? Coach Prime. That's almost disrespectful, I feel like. Uh, uh, he, Coach Prime does not have those qualities. Right. 
He is a winner. He's going to do, do what it takes to win. He's not going to do be, be an ego first guy where it's all about, you know, Deion Sanders all the time and it's not about the team. It's like, no, this is going to work out well. And look, look it can be about Dion and be about the team at the same time because he's one of the most electric personalities in, sure. in, in the history of sports. And I think in a lot of ways, uh, Dion's personality Dude, don't call persona it, i'm it, sorry you're right i'm yeah, sorry you're right you're right you can't primes do that. until uh, we have on for an interview and okay. he says that we can do that it's it's coach but, prime but it's mr prime. prime exactly he, he rubbed prime. a lot of right people the here, wrong here. way and i think there's a there's a difference in my mind between swag which prime is full of and and arrogance <laughs> and, and by the way you and i are not no no no, no. we're yeah. gonna we're trying to work <laughs> on that got to get some of that coach prime gear maybe that will help uh, us yeah, out for there. sure but 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 i think a lot of times in a lot of people's minds it comes off as arrogance it comes off as cocky like he's full of himself but i think in so many ways it's so different than that because when you listen to his actual message yeah the way he presents himself the way he maybe talks to people and and, and approaches situations he he does everything yeah. with the with the air of confidence but the message itself is all about being humble it's all about the work the drive the end goal what you're going for the, the but i don't know how many i don't know how many people are saying the first doing the, the first thing you said and anybody like outside of colorado come know. on are you kidding me there's you get some, some of those people. huskers fans you get in the florida oh, state well, don't fans. get me going with you know what i mean look people the, the people that are sour about prime being in colorado are absolutely in that boat feeling like he's an arrogant cocky nebraska punk. fans are going to be nebraska and, and, fans and, and i and can't stand here from these days. nebraska fans on on twitter talking about it, uh, if nebraska brings the nebraska crowd to the to the game I'm going to be so pissed off. For those new, because we may have some new you know, listeners based on what's going on late recently, you know, just with Coach Prime, for those new to this podcast, um, we've been doing it for a couple years now, and, and we've seen a lot of bad CU football. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but uh, Nebraska is a, a huge game for CU. It's been a rivalry game since we've been watching for, for decades. I mean, it was a rivalry in the Big 8, in the Big 12, and uh, it still continues. And whenever Nebraska comes to Boulder, they have brought – so many fans, like they do everywhere, but it's, it's it's made me upset because they fill the stadium up. I hope this year we don't get that. I hope there's enough fans who don't sell their tickets to Nebraska fans, and but but there's going to be a lot of red in the stadium. That's got to be so for, for for new fans, new family members, new 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 players. It's like don't take that first game as that's what Boulder is because that's the only time you're going to see that is when Nebraska comes to town. I, I don't know, Tyler. I don't know, but man. But do your this best year? to fill that stadium. Be, it, I want to see I the believe blackout. in our Buffs fans. I really do. I believe in our Buffs fans but this year. it's not about that. And I absolutely think that you're going to see a much lower percentage than what we've seen in years past. A few years ago, whatever it was, two or three years ago when, when Nebraska came to Boulder. And they filled the stadium up. I mean, it was what? 75, but 80%? See, it's not my lack of faith in Buffs fans. It's the, those sneaky. Ugh, I know we don't swear on this podcast. Cornheads. We try and make it family. Cornheads. Yeah, cornheads. I like that. Although that sounds like Dude, a curse word. They're, to me. Sl- they're just slimy. And so they're going to find ways to just slither in the stadium. <laughs> I know they are. They're going to find ways to get their greasy little hands on some tickets. Uh, and, and see, I'm up. I'm up in the. I'm 218, a little high up there on the 50, but I'm with all the old school people because remember i've had my family's had our tickets since the 60s my grandpa got those when he went to school at cu and just, just, just keep getting passed down and we don't upgrade because we don't move the seats because it's like it's sentimental right there there's a certain you build a family with the people around 100 except 
all the people around us have been showing up recently. Sure. And they've been selling their tickets. So it's like every other game I'm sitting next to a TCU fan or a fill-in-the-blank fan. It's just like, I, I hope that's not the case this year. I don't think it's going to be, but I, I mean, I'm just praying. I don't, I'm not sitting by red up there, but at least we're going to have something to cheer for. At least it's going to be different. The over-under for this team was three and a half. So let's talk about that. The over-under in Las Vegas, because I honestly think Las Vegas is often a truth serum for what's going on. Here's why I think as a uh, as a professional better, I don't know if a lot of you out there know that. That's what I do for a living. Um, here's what I, th- I make of that. I would certainly take the over, and here's why. I understand the point of view of keeping the over-under low because in the sports betting market, and that's what we're talking about, it, you often want to be contrarian because usually that's how you're going to do well and make some money if you're contrarian and correct, right? You got to be contrarian and on the right point of view, but people are often wrong. Let's face it, right? So this three and a half, I get it. I would usually be the one saying that for any other school or any school I didn't know as well, but here's why this is different. College football, you can switch things very quickly. Next year, this is going to be almost an entirely new team. I mean, we're talking top to bottom, probably... 20 of 22 starters-ish in that range, completely new coaching staff. The only thing that's going to be the same are the jerseys. Like, that's pretty much the same thing. And Prime's even hinted at maybe some changes coming there. (laughs) Exactly. So (laughs) maybe that's not even going to be the case. So that for that reason, talking about a brand new team playing in altitude with a really good home field advantage, I think that this could be an unprecedented flip of a switch. Now, I'm not saying the Buffs are going to win 9-10 games first year. We should all be realistic with our expectations. But I think that if if the Buffs can make a bowl game, given their god-awful schedule... Have you seen the schedule? It's CU rough. Ended it on, brutal. On, in, in a lot of different rankings, CU had a top-10 schedule last year. It's looking at being the exact same next year. Yep. TCU, Nebraska, Colorado State, then you got your yeah, Pac-12 schedule. like open up on the road to a team that made it to the college football playoff finals. Yeah, exactly. It's the national championship game. And, and Max Duggan's going to be gone. So, you know, it's going to be a little bit different, but CU goes there. Well, Wait, are, are we going to go to Fort Worth for that game? Are we flying to Dallas? I don't, I don't know. Sure. What's Woo's I Media's say, budget looking like there, buddy? <laughs> hey, I say, hey, hey, that's a write-off right that there. That is a write-off. I say, uh, I say we try and make that happen. I, I'm I, down. I think that's realistic. Yeah, guys. flying to Dallas, cheer on the Buffs. Get it's our a first good time pub. of year to go be in Fort Worth. Yeah, huh? for sure. And then week two, you come home and you got Nebraska. So, I mean, we're talking about a wild schedule here. Sure. Oh, man, I'm just, I'm ready for you, it. You, you started out the show talking about how the energy that just, in past the past few years, we've had to manufacture this. And, and today, more than any day, today we're recording, it's February 2nd, so we're the day after National Signing Day. And every year, every year as a Buffs fan, as a college football fan in general, you're excited, right? Yeah, hope hope runs everlasting, right? You're, you're, you're feeling it. But when you feel, at least for me, what I feel now makes me look back at the last two or three years and realize how much the mind is a powerful thing. Right? Oh, yeah. The mind can convince <laughs> yeah. you that you're excited about something, well, get you excited. And when you look back, you're like, yeah, I don't did not feel the way then like I feel now. Right. Legitimate well, right energy. Now, you actually feel like you're a contender. Well, yeah. and as much as I love the way I feel now and how much all those feelings in the past were manufactured, I love this feeling but the season ended not even a month ago. I know. We have so, so long. But okay, hold on. <laughs> uh, 
I also want to be careful. You, bit you just right said manu- manufactured. I don't think it necessarily was manufactured, at least for me. But but it it took a lot longer. So like right now, it, it, there wasn't much feeling for me a year ago. There's just no Israel. hope, no hope at all, no feel. Right? It was like, can we win a couple games? And then as the season gets closer, you get a little bit of it, and you get more excited. You know, when we relaunch the pod and we're going every week. But I remember driving up to the what was the first game this year at home? It was TCU. It was TCU, and yeah. uh, I remember driving up to the, to the Led TCU at halftime. Game. By the way, yeah, six no seven six three seven six <laughs> seven like that. six. Yeah. And more uh, than Michigan can say how about that transitive property <laughs> exactly better than Michigan. <laughs> um, and I remember driving up to the game, and as we as I got on the, the Boulder Turnpike because I'm down in. All, in the, pretty much the Highlands Ranch area in the suburbs. I'm a long way from Boulder. It's a track every Saturday. So I'm driving up, and as I'm getting on the Boulder Turnpike, I just start to get a little nervous. And as we're getting closer and closer to the field, I felt it, and I felt excited. And we're parking, and I'm sitting there just like kind of thinking about stuff, getting ready. And, and Allie, who went to the games, you know, she usually goes to the games with me. Now my fiance, she goes, what's wrong? Like, what's going on? I'm, I'm just like, I remember, I remember saying, I'm just like, I'm just I'm nervous. I just hope they show up. I just hope. <laughs> How many times have we said they that show up every phrase. every season I opener for the last up, ten man. years? I mean, I it's seemed, show up. And, and, and look, we all bleed black and gold, man. For we sure. live for this shit, and it's just like I, I was I was I was sweating there. I, I don't want to be dramatic, but I, I'm just sitting there grabbing the steering wheel, you know, and just like let's go. And you get so hyped up, and you get so ready for it—a new season, new possibilities—and then they come out and and and. After the course of a couple games, Carl Durrell just you know blew it, and this team looked bad. I mean, face it, guys. By six games in, no one wanted to be there. They sure. were not playing hard. It was it was depressing to watch. Well, and uh, just a little peek behind the curtains for for the audience. Um, it's pretty hard doing a podcast for a one and eleven football well, team. <laughs> we were by by the end of it, we didn't know what to do. I mean, it was the same thing every week. We literally said we're just having a therapy session, right? Yeah. Talk about I, it. I think we, we had a couple of our shortest podcasts ever because it's like, what more can what do we, we do? say? Exactly. You get fifteen minutes in, it's like I'm just about to lose it here. So well, that's what I'm looking forward to this season is actually doing breakdowns. Because sure, we yeah. abandoned. We, I know there we was nothing to that last break down. year. We, we couldn't do okay. Let's let's talk about offensive line versus their defensive line. Let's talk about our receivers versus their cornerbacks vice versa let's talk about coaching staff matchups we knew we were the deficient team every game there was we're no point taken to the woodshed let, let's just week. talk about any team's receivers against our any team in the country right. baby let, let's talk about our new roster and some of these commits first things first we got to play the fight song we always do it well last year we did it during the happy times which is like once or twice i'm into it though things are going great right now around cu football let's play the fight song get a little pumped up before we talk some roster There we go. Now we're ready to talk a little about football. All right. So I don't know how many of these new players, a lot of young players, a lot of players out of college or out of uh, high school. I don't know how many of those guys are going to play. I think a lot of them probably immediately. And that's sure. probably why they chose to come to see you because they probably get time earlier than other places. A lot of these Dylan Edwards running back, right? He's looked at by Oklahoma. I saw, uh, DeMarco Murray is now recruiting and coaching at Oklahoma. Do you guys know this? I did wow. not old, know that. Yeah, so he's back at OU. Uh, Dylan Edwards was recruited by De- uh, DeMarco Murray. Also recruited by Notre Dame, Kansas State, 
Colorado. The sole recruiter for Colorado, Dion, got him to come over. So that's the thing is I think that the, the possibility of playing early, but also playing with a winning team, right? The, the, these two things go together. Um, Cormani McLean. Cormani McLean is a cornerback. He is the number one corner in the country. Um, one of the best players in the entire... I think he's the number one overall player in the country. As a matter of fact... Uh, no, so the... Uh, recruit from last year, the, the the transfer was the number one. No, no, no. Here, I this is from Brian Howell. Okay. So Brian Howell, who covers the Buffs, uh, reported that he is the number one overall player according to twenty four seven Sports. Last year was Travis Hunter. This year it's Cormani McLean, both at Colorado. And here's to give you, and it's it's right here in this tweet. And just to give you a list of other players on this on this uh, list, number one players in the country: Marlon Humphrey, Pat Sertan. Derek Stingley, Kool-Aid McKinstry, just a couple over the last eight years or so. We're talking almost, a sh- you know, a sure thing as you can pretty much get in college football. And the the Buffs have one on each side covering receivers. I mean, that helps so much. And obviously, Coach Prime's a huge deal. They want to come get coached up by the best to, you know, to ever do it. But now, in terms of X's and O's, that helps solidify so much. Sure. I mean, think about what that does from a schematic point of view. So two guys on the outside, both five stars. It's going to be fun to see Travis Hunter and Cormani McLean work. And, and that, Travis Hunter uh, plays a little wide receiver as well. Oh, yeah. we're going to see him both sides. Both sides. And that oh, was yeah. something that uh, Prime talked about in his press conference. Uh, I believe it was yesterday after uh, signing day. But just talking about how you know everyone talks about you got to build from the inside out. Uh, but he believes a lot of on defense a lot of it does come from the outside in if you can get those lockdown corners it allows you to do so much more with your front seven especially more creativity and move guys around in the pac 12 look at the quarterbacks that's something that you know we're obviously this show is focused on the buffs and and their roster and what they've done but look at what the pac 12 has done with these quarterbacks you know last year was caleb williams going to usc uh uh uh, bo nix is coming yeah bo nix uh who's the guy at washington uh penix Uh, you know and and then now dj Lungalele, I don't even know how to try it. DJU is now at Oregon State. Washington got another five-star this year or two at Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So, I so. mean, the quarterback class in the Pac-12, it yeah. may be the best across the country. Right. So having two shutdown corners is huge for this team. Uh, safety, it's going to be a... a Coach Prime's son, right, playing safety one of the slots. Isn't that, isn't that right? Yeah, you know, I think that – is that official? Because I don't know that I see him even listed here yet. Yeah, now, there is another period for transfers to yeah, open so up No, that's May. official. He's, he's all over you. I see him. He's, he, he'll, he's please playing. So I'm looking right now on 247, and I do not see I don't believe him it, listed yet. Uh, so, sh- I don't believe Oh, you know what? I, let, me, let me take that back. I'm sorry I hadn't scrolled down far enough. Shador Sanders. Nope, that's Sh- just the quarterback. Shiloh Sanders. Shiloh bro. Sanders. Yeah, Shiloh. Not listed yet. So 247 does not have him officially here with the Buffs yet. That could be at times. I know there's some academics things, completing classes, getting to where you need to be yeah, with your education to allow way, him to, I, I, to he's, do that. I would say he's he's going to play uh, safety. So, I mean, we can pretty much pencil him in. If something changes, it changes. But right now, sure. I would assume that's going to be the case. Uh, did you guys see the other safety? That, uh, Slusher. Yeah, Slusher over from Arkansas. Yep. And didn't he do well at Arkansas? Because it's with all these guys coming in, it's tough, tough to keep track of who's who. But didn't he play? Didn't he like get, am I wrong with this? Or didn't he get like all second team? SEC. Uh, I, you know, I'd have to do a little bit deeper dive. They also received, and uh, I'm forgetting his name as well. Uh, they also uh, 
got a defensive end from Arkansas as well, who I think recorded seven and a half sacks last year. Okay, I don't actually Could think been he, him. I, I don't think it, it's uh, it's the same guy I'm thinking of. But played in eleven games, seven starts, uh, fifty tackles, thirty three solo. I mean, he's going to be, I think, one of these game changers that isn't talked about enough. And uh, so now we're talking slusher. I'm, this is all just I'm guessing right now, sure. right? We don't. We, we this is all spring game, by the way, April 22nd. We'll talk about that in a, in a minute, but um, we're going to learn a lot more when that happens. Yep. Miles Slusher on the back end, Shiloh Sanders. Okay, so those are two safeties. We got obviously Cormani McLean on one side, Travis Hunter on the other. <laughs> that's the secondary right there. That, and, and honestly, that's one of the secondary, one of right the there. Buffs' few standout starters last year that's returning, Trevor Woods is. He'll find a way. Is a guy field. that, that I think absolutely will f- see his time on the field. Maybe not as a starter, but the, having that depth—that's again something no, the Buffs play. have lacked no, over the last few that, years. That dude can ball. And, and here's the thing: is la- we, we can name a couple players that stood out last year that should find a, a place on this team uh, on offense. Montana, Montana yep. Lamonius Craig. He'll he'll play. Um, who you just said, uh, Trevor Woods. Trevor safety. Woods. Yep. Uh, is. Who, Chandler Semedo, is he on the roster still? I think he is, is he? going pro, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I, okay. I, 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 I'm he not 100% on that, but I think he's a guy that, based on what he showed last year, I think he has potential to make it in the NFL. But uh, that would that was really promising to see that safety, Cormani McClain, really building that uh, the back end. All right, let's move on to a couple other names here. Adam Hopkins, four-star wide receiver out of Thomasville, uh, Georgia. He was recruited by Colorado and Auburn. Those are the two predominant schools and chose Colorado. He's got really good rankings. He's all over the place. I mean, you're talking about a fast, elite wide receiver. This is the, this is the kind of player I'm talking about. When I ask the question, how much playing time? How soon? Is he going to see the field? Is it going to be a redshirt situation? Is it going to be see the field immediately? I mean, I think with a lot of these receivers, we're talking about a wide range of the possibilities here. I mean, I have... I, I've got no idea what's been said behind closed doors. There may be a lot that we don't know, obviously, but uh, I'm excited. He's one of these, Adam Hopkins, one of these players that can immediately, I think, if he does play, have an impact. You know, I'm not sure. He's six foot, right? So I think he can play pretty much all over the field. Sure. Yeah. Um, that's exciting. Uh, let's see, a couple more transfers here. The transfers were really going nuts yesterday. And I think when we talk about guys that are going to see their way on the field, that's it right there. You look yeah. at those transfers. There, I think very few of those guys will not be starters. No, I agree. Right? I mean, uh, pretty much you can expect a lot of those guys are going to find them their way as, as starters on there. Uh, uh, Leonard Payne, junior defensive line transfer from from Fresno State. Um, I think he's going to be uh, something to, 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 to deal with. Yusuf Mugarbil. You guys are going to help me with this one. M-U-G-H. Mugarbil. Mugarbil. A-R-B-I-L. Mugarbil. Like McGarble. It sounds like McGrubin. McGarble. I, I gotta say, I Yusuf don't even McGarble. think he makes the all-name team though for the Buffs on this recruiting class. No. You got Cavassier Smoke. Cavassier. I mean, come on. How Especially have we not for talked a running about back, smoke yet? Cavassier Smoke, smoke transferring out of Kentucky. He had a very productive career there. He's gonna absolutely be a workhorse for for the Buffs this year at running back. Uh, talk about some names. You got, uh, and I, I'm honestly not very familiar with this guy, but Kendrick Breedlove. I mean. Guy breeds love, man. He just breeds love, you know. He's a quarterback transferring out of Ole Miss. Yeah, this is the all name team, okay? (laughs) So I I I mean Miles Slusher, that's a pretty good one you got in there. 
Dude, Kavosius, but how did how do we just skip past him? He's gonna be because there's so I know many <laughs> of a them. lot of players. And, and, and you you mentioned it just a minute ago. Some of these guys are getting overshadowed, and and that's a good thing, right? Some of these guys that are are you know. And in past years, would have been the featured guy we're talking about for the bus, the one or two guys that you get. And these guys are flying under the radar, coming in here with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder because no one's talking about them and what they're going to do here for this team. Uh, by the way, Yusuf Ryan, help me out here. Mugabril? Mugarble. Mugarble. There you go. Uh, transfer from Florida. It's one of those names you got to say it faster rather than slower because yeah. then it comes together. An <laughs> offensive line transfer from uh, Florida. Yeah, and he's he's just a measly 6'5", 330. No big deal. Yeah. No, no big deal. Um, God, I, if we, I'd like to see you just like for fun just try and take one of these guys. Just like just like as a joke. Okay, you couldn't... If you put me against one of the, like the 5'8", 170-pound <laughs> guys, they'd own me in the trenches, man. They'd own uh, I have no core strength. Come on, Tyler. That, that's a lot of the main notable names from uh, from yesterday's National Signing Day, but this entire class is is coming together. Uh, a couple players we haven't mentioned yet. Omari... By, by the way, we're not going to get to everyone. Like, we want to name every player on here, just not on, you know... Yeah, yesterday produced 39 new players on this team. Yeah, exactly, so exactly. we can't have a three-hour podcast going uh, over everyone. On a roster of, what, 85, 90 guys? <laughs> uh, Omarion Miller, uh, wide receiver, 6'2 wide receiver out of uh, Louisiana. Uh, I want to say Tajay McCoy, T-A-J-A. Yes, I believe that's proper. Tajay McCoy, yeah. edge rusher. Um, out of Oklahoma, uh, Morgan. P- By the way, uh, Tajay McCoy, uh, three star. Uh, Omarion Omer- Miller, four star. Uh, Morgan Pearson, the sixth best linebacker in Oklahoma, three star overall. Ryan Staub, quarterback out of California. Um, and I saw. I, th- I think I was his uh, Twitter or something like that. He's like, "Look, I'm going. I'm competing. I'm, I, yeah. w- I want to play." I like actually when um, this whole coach prime thing happened and Shadur was coming um he was actually one of the guys that i i was most excited about before all this happened and one of the most one a guy that i was most afraid of leaving or decommitting from cu once once Shadur was coming we talked about uh the transfer uh from slusher from uh, arkansas yeah still getting into getting used to some of these names uh jaden uh milliner jones is another safety and he's quick. He's five eleven. From what I see in some of his tape here on twenty four seven Sports, like he seems to have some hands too. So I don't know if they move any of these guys around. But there's a lot of like athletes and a lot of talent, a lot of speed. That's one thing I notice when I look at this class. It's like I see a lot of receivers. I see a lot of speed coming in here. Uh, J- Jimmy Horn, I think, uh, transferred over. Jimmy Horn Jr. Uh, he's quick. I mean. Speed is probably going to be the first thing we notice. The, obviously, speed and size. Like that's going to be what we notice as a difference in this in this year's team compared to a lot of the teams in the past. But that that speed is going to st- uh, stand out. And I mean, think about how often the Buffs will get burned. I mean, Ugh. vertical on the outside. It's almost like it was just a JV team out there. This yeah, is going to be so week in and week guys. out, you just could tell that the athletes just were not on par. Right, just the speed, mm-hmm. the ability to just keep up with. I mean, even teams that really are on an equal playing field, right? Your, your Pac-12 opponents should not be head and shoulders above the CU bus. And I think this year, CU they may not have the most wins within the conference this year. I think they are going to compete at the top of the Pac-12 South, but I, I absolutely think they will be one of the most talented 
teams, one of the fastest, strongest, biggest teams in the Pac-12. And that's kind of step one, right, is getting the athletes in there and then developing them, working them, utilizing, leaning on this coaching staff full of great coaches to develop these guys into those players. Um, Is there anyone else who you guys wanted to talk about? I think just overall, one thing I want to point out, I'm going to just what – you know, you mentioned all the different states. But we we did go from. over some of these guys last show too. So we sure. talked about a lot of these uh, yeah. players last show. But when you talk about SEC country, I'm going to include Oklahoma and Texas in this because they are about to become SEC country. There are 11 guys coming from SEC country wow. this year. That is enormous. CU has never recruited that region that way. You got three guys out of Florida, two guys out of Georgia. I mean, this is big time. You're competing against the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Floridas of the world. I mean, that is that's it right there. This is what Prime brings well, to the bus. Immediately. I mean, he's, he just got here. Yeah. <laughs> Been here for a few weeks, man. I don't even know if he's got a house yet. Exactly. So, no, it's 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 all looking up right now. It's nothing but positive. Uh, let's talk about the spring game. We mentioned that earlier. April 22nd, 1 o'clock p.m., and it's a $10 admission. Now, before you start getting upset at the admission fee, because that's the first thing I'd, I go, wait a minute, wait a minute. They're pay- they're charging 10 bucks. They've never charged 10 bucks. Well, we've never been good, okay? Yeah. So get over it. It's 10 bucks. It's probably going to go to you know help the, the team in some way. And that's what I want to just put out there for everyone. Anyone who wants to complain about this, think about all the complaints we've had over the last few years and the lack of willingness for CU as a university to invest into its program, right. to put money into it. Hey, your $10 is a contribution towards a little bit more going into that, to the NIL stuff, to the ability to upgrade the facilities, to do the things that are going to bring more and this, talent The school has shown they're in it to win now, except for Jack Kroll. Don't get me going with Jack Kroll. Right, and I think but, a, a big thing is is they're starting to look in the future too. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, not about, it's not about this being the mindset of Coach Prime being here. It's post-Prime. Now we we could you know who knows make it to the playoff while Coach Prime is here. We want to do that on a consistent basis, and I think that's what they're they're trying to show the fan base. Yeah, and they're, they're showing that you can get players here. Like it really does remind you of like that late '90s when there were players coming here. I mean, I remember 2001 when CU's getting five stars, and there were players who were wanting to come and play here. But you know, you're bad for a couple years. That's what the young kids see. The well dries up. Then it, you know, no one they don't want to come play here, and then it gets the reputation of it's cold. It's like Colorado's not nearly as cold as people think. That one cracks me up, and that's being really, really made a big deal across the country with these kids coming here. And I know, I know, uh, Prime's put out a few videos about like, hey, you know, the weather, the things like that. People forget that. One of the top recruiting areas in the country or where kids go to is the Midwest, is Ohio, Pennsylvania, Michigan. <laughs> These are brutal right. states to be in it in the winter. It was 50 degrees today. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's crazy. It's, even in one of our coldest winters in a while, we're still getting days up to 50. <laughs> Lots of sunshine here, guys. And guess what? In November, it's not that bad. Listen, that and, bad. And, and about the, the admission price for the spring game, you know what? I will gladly pay $10 to walk into Folsom and see that stadium more full than it has been in 20 plus years. I know. Yeah. I'm looking and forward it's nationally, to it. rumors at least, it's going to be a nationally televised event. I mean, that's big time for the bus. I mean, I don't even know that they were even broadcasting it locally in years past. I mean, Yeah, it, was, it may have been on their YouTube channel. Sure, right? You know, something small like that, but... 
Uh, you guys see Coach Prime's going to be in the family. His family is going to be in a Super Bowl commercial. I did see that. I love that. It's in, in uh, Oikos uh, yogurt. yogurt. Yeah, so that's He's wearing a cool. red shirt in it, though. I don't like that. No, oh, you can't be wearing yeah. a red shirt. Come we're on, to, Coach. Read the room. Yeah. Read the room, man. <laughs> you know what? Coach Prime does whatever he that's wants. Right. Okay. You know what? He's he just he's just trolling the Huskers fans. That's what he's doing. <laughs> and that'll be fun to see him in the Super Bowl. And then, uh, well, are we talking like Nebraska red? Or are we talking Florida State? It's, like maroon it's kind of red. Florida State-ish. Yeah, that's you know that's where his roots are that's from. Bad. I'm okay. That's with much that. better. Uh, he's also doing some stuff for avocados from Mexico. I love. I love. Uh, yeah, right. I say this on uh, on on social media. He's hold a big bowl of avocado or a big bowl of guac, which looks delicious. I'm like good guacamole. You guys ever do any like the betting games for the Super Bowl? I feel like that's going to be a big big bet right there. Oh yeah. You know? yeah uh, when, oh yeah. When Prime comes up. Oh yeah. 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 I, I like to do some of those. Uh, you know, the Gatorade color. You know, all the all the healthy stuff. Those are fun. Um. So you know, uh, I think that. Pretty much wraps up what we wanted to talk about today. Do you guys have anything else? Um, we're going to talk about the schedule coming up here in, I don't know, a couple weeks. You know, we're probably going to do another show. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, when's the next milestone? When's the next big Well, so we got the, the spring game is April 22nd. Now, I do I know they we'll have be a back few with, practices yeah. and scrimmages and things like that beforehand. We'll so. probably have one show before uh, spring game. We'll, sure. we'll probably have two. We'll probably have one in like a month or so, and then one right before the spring game. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about new news and any any updates before we do get out of here. Uh, Ryan, I know you mentioned before the show your thoughts on the coaching staff. Um, in general, I think that's going to be one of the most promising things. It, you know, players are going to come and go. Hopefully, a lot of them go into the NFL. But the coaching staff is going to stay for as long, hopefully, as Dion does. I don't know how many pl- how many of them are going to get hired away. It seems like he's got a lot of coaches who are in it. Uh, now, look, if if uh, Offensive coordinator gets a job somewhere and he wants to go be a head coach. I know that may happen, but in general, I think the program's in really good hands. From defensive coordinator who's just won the uh, award. For, yeah, for the number one recruiter in the country. I'm not sure the what the, the award is called, but yeah. I believe it's uh, National Char- Recruiter. Okay, yeah. Charles Kelly is his name. Yeah, Charles Kelly. Uh, Charlie Kelly. Oh, that's man, funny. that just hit me. Charlie yeah. Kelly. That's funny. <laughs> probably, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia fans. Um, by the way, the uh, offensive coordinator, Sean Lewis, is who I was yeah. talking about. He used to be head coach at uh, Kent State. Um, See, and I, I really think one of – I know, and I mentioned this in our last show before the end of the year, uh, just after Prime was hired. I know there's that was a lot of the hesitation from a lot of Buffs fans of – Prime coming here. That is this just going to be a stepping stone job for him? And you know what? If that happens, it happens. We'll live in the moment, first of all. Everything that he has expressed is exactly the opposite of that. Yeah. I think that should be made very clear that he has absolutely expressed he believes he can win a national championship at the University of Colorado. I think we all believe in his, his desire to do that. But that's what's great about the depth of this coaching staff. There are three or four guys here that are head coaching candidates and will be year in and year out. If Prime in the near future does decide to move on at all, there's guys on this staff that know this roster, that know this recruiting process, that can absolutely fill those holes. And I think that's something that you should feel good about. Again, look at the best teams in the country. Do you think Nick Saban cares that he loses his offensive and defensive coordinator every single freaking year? No, it doesn't matter. No, he's fine. because he <laughs> believes in his process. He believes in what he's building and he knows he can absolutely find the right type of people to fill those holes. So, 
there's a lot of talent here, yeah. and I think that that's something that we're going to just feel better and better out as we see this team get on the field. I mentioned uh, Coach Mo, the uh, strength and uh, conditioning coach. I think he's doing a great job. I-, I saw his own little video and what he went through with the whole team. It's really, really, really good stuff. Um, what do you guys think about Tim Brewster? I'm a little torn on him. He's he's intense, and here here's why I'm torn. Every coaching staff needs that intense guy. Every coaching staff needs that coach. But, uh, you, you know, the, the video came out of him going, stand tall. All right, sit your ass down. Stand tall. I was just like, okay, like, okay, okay, I get it, I get it. And then when the parents were in town, did you guys see this video? I don't think I saw that one. Dude, it was a little cringe because it was the same tone. I'm going, bro, this is the parents, <laughs> you know? And so he's, he made them stand tall. He didn't say sit your ass down. But it was just this energy of like... You got to schmooze him a little bit, exactly. coach. <laughs> See, I think you need a little good cop, bad cop going you on. Maybe, though, maybe. Right? <laughs> and, and he'll be the guy to come in and yell at you and get on you. And then, you know, yeah. Coach Prime and some of the rest of the staff will come in and, and show you the way. Show you exactly. the way. Yeah, Coach Prime's always there, right? He's always got... Uh, that's like the backbone. That's the new foundation of this whole program. Yep. Coach Prime. Absolutely. Oh, that's and, awesome. and, and honestly, just in this era where we are, things are moving so quickly. We've seen that in the last couple of years with the NIL, with the transfers, things like that. Aside from what Prime has done as a player, as a coach, his success they had, he gets it. He gets the way social media marketing works. He gets the way that these young kids see him on YouTube, yeah. on on Twitter, on these social media platforms, and he just he he. There's so many coaches that are resisting this, and absolutely, you're going to see over the course of the next three to five years, teams that buy into this, yeah. that understand the success they can have of this, will take leaps and bounds ahead of the teams that don't. Um, there right now is the time where you want to get your gear. If you go to uh, shop.cubuffs.com, support the program, get your gear. There's a lot of deals going on, right? So if you go once and shop around a little bit, you're going to get some emails. Well, if you put your information in, they'll send you all kinds of deals. There's half-offs. I get all kinds of... I would say like once a week, I'm getting emails for, for deals. Oh, sure. And now's the time where you want to get it, whether it's winter gear, cold gear, summer, some you know some t-shirts. There's a lot of merchandise and some new stuff up at shop.cubuffs.com. So go check it out. Get your Buffs gear right now. What are you guys thinking of new Prime hoodies? I love them. I, I think actually, I like it too. Uh, I actually just ordered a Prime T-shirt. Yeah. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I, I love the idea of, again promoting the brand. Right. You're creating a brand. You're it. it it's something that everybody That's a brand knows. Within CU too. Yes. You know? Exactly. And That's what I love. You know, I love the CU gear. I love what they've done over the years. But guys, it's been the same logo pretty much everything year in and year out. Right. So to see <laughs> to see some change, see some new things. It's I think it's good for the buffs. All right, that does it for today's show. Appreciate everyone tuning in. Awesome things happening right now around this program. So exciting what's going on. Uh, like I said, follow uh, Well Off uh, Media. They're on YouTube. They got a lot of those uh, videos we were talking about. And that'll recommend a whole bunch of other CU stuff on there too. So it's fun to follow the program. And uh, let's go Buffs. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Buffs Nation Podcast.